When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Texas Football, a little afternoon edition. Uh, CJ and I have some news for you. Silas Bolden, Bolden uh, wide receiver out of Oregon State, expected to make a Texas visit uh, this weekend. We mentioned him on this morning's Coffee and Football uh, that he said he picked up an offer uh, from the Longhorns over the weekend. And uh, now we're hearing that he's actually scheduled an official visit to Texas for this weekend. Uh, CJ, what can you tell us about the smaller wide receiver or Oregon State, but he looks and plays a lot like Xavier Worthy. I mean, he's got those Jets. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The Jets is absolutely the, the number one thing that comes to mind when you talk about uh, Silas Bolden. Uh, a guy with elite change of direction ability and breakaway speed, something that, you know, when you watch his highlight tape at Oregon State, it jumps off the tape or jumps off uh, the screen in, in the sense that he can run away from just about any coverage. Uh, he creates separation very easily. And with the ball in his hands, he's very exciting to watch. So uh, the the explosiveness, uh, the change of direction, and obviously the quick one one burst and go kind of ability for Silas Bolin are all things that are exciting and intriguing and in what Texas is looking at right now. Uh, when evaluating him. So very encouraging. I I, I think there's a, a double move that he actually made against uh, UCLA that just, it was astounding just how quickly he was able to create separation. Very impressive. Uh, exactly what Texas is looking for in the sense of getting a guy on the field to be an instant big time playmaker right away. Uh, oh, you know, I, I'll say this. I watched his game versus Utah. He had like seven minutes worth of highlights just versus Utah. Uh, and he, he definitely is a downfield receiving threat, plays the ball in air, maybe a little bit better than Xavier, but he's not as tall as Xavier. And I'm not sure anybody in this they're going to find in the portal is faster than Xavier Worthy. Uh, of course, uh, Bolden, not the only uh, portal transfer Texas is tracking right now. Uh, we reported uh, earlier today that uh, Texas and Jamari Caldwell, the defensive tackle out of Houston uh, by way of Newberry, South Carolina, is expected to make a decision soon. I was told he's, quote, on the cusp of making a decision, whether that's today, tomorrow, the next day, I'm not quite sure. Texas and Oregon going hand, going mano a mano right now, it sounds like, uh, for who, a guy that may be the number one defensive tackle in the NCAA transfer portal overall. Uh, Caldwell just visited Texas over the weekend. All It came in Saturday night, left Sunday. Also on campus over the weekend, wide receiver C.J. Daniels. We just talked about Silas Bolden, a wide receiver. Liberty transfer um, uh, C.J. Daniels, originally from the state of Georgia. He was also on Texas campus. Uh, you know, Texas feels good about this, despite the fact that his former head coach at Liberty, Hugh Freeze, is now at Auburn. Uh, he also visited Florida as well. Uh, have you? What are you hearing or what are we hearing behind the scenes, C.J., uh, with C.J. Daniels? Yeah, it, it'll be a Texas and Auburn decision in my eyes. I know there was a visit to Florida as well over the weekend that split kind of 
the two of those visits, but the visit went well for Texas. He was able to check out the facilities. Obviously, got suited up. We saw the little SEC logo on the number or on the on the jerseys from his visit as well. So that's exciting. I know Texas Twitter loved that, but a, a, a bit of a different player than Silas Bolden, and a bit of an intriguing aspect to t- take into consideration when looking holistically at how Texas is approaching their portal receiving search because. Uh, CJ Daniels is probably 6'2". You know, he's a bigger body. He has close to 1,000 yards receiving, uh, but he's up in that range of about 20 yards per reception, which is an astounding number uh, when you can come to consider that. He was up north of 50 receptions this season, uh, found the end zone 10 times. So both of these guys have the big playability. I think for Silas Bolden, if you start to consider the size, you don't necessarily consider the down-the-field threat but that's how both of these players were used and are seen by the Texas staff. So I think that's encouraging to begin with. Uh, regardless, Bobby, Texas is looking to add one more receiver to this bunch. They need a guy that they know can step in and play at a top-tier level at the wide receiver position to help Quinn out Ewers out in year three uh, to continue that kind of production that we've seen from 2023 into 2024 when the you know competition will be ramped up just a little bit on a week-in and week-out basis. Well, I, I, I mentioned that, and they are looking at guys almost exclusively that have a lot of production. Daniels, 55 catches. Uh, Bolden, 54 catches. Uh, Dorian Singer had over 1,000 yards at Arizona two years ago. Uh, at at uh, USC this week, uh, this year, he did not have as big a year, but he's a tall, big, uh, big receiver uh, that has great hands, wins a lot of 50-50 balls. And then there's LeJonte Wester, a wide receiver slash punt returner out of Tom Herman's Florida Atlantic uh, that uh, had over a thousand yards receiving this year. Uh, there is a group of receivers that Texas is monitoring and talking to Bolden coming in as of right now this weekend. But I'm here to tell you that others could enter the portal at some point in time too, uh, that still might be out there. Uh, we'll see that have Texas ties. We'll see if they actually do go in the portal what the actual outcome is. Uh, But to your point, Texas taking, again, a strategic approach in the portal. Uh, They add uh, right now, they got four commitment, or the three guys from the portal, Makuba, uh, Andrew Makuba, Matthew Golden, and Trey Moore. All of them have multi-year starting experience. I think they're going to go for that again uh, when it comes to receiver to try to fill that void. Uh, Texas right now, as far as NFL declarations, CJ, Adonai Mitchell uh, announces that he is headed pro. Uh, That's been what's expected uh, for the last month or two, at least. Uh, I know there was some thought that he might actually stay around, uh, but his decision amplifies the need for Texas to go and find another receiver in this class. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. 
With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. It absolutely does. And it has to be a guy with a reliable hand, set of hands and the ability to make big plays. You know, that was kind of almost the downfall of Texas in its entirety was the reliance on, on A.D. Mitchell to go make a big play. You know, kind of bit Steve Sarkeesian in the rear at the that, that that last goal line drive, if you you know what I mean. So that that's kind of what Texas, you know, got Texas to that point with Xavier Worthy, Jordan Whittington, and, and A.D. Mitchell is the big play reliance uh, in the first place. So they're going to have to replace a lot of production, a lot of targets, and a lot of guys who could seemingly make magic out of nothing. So I think that is what, obviously, we've talked about C.J. Daniels and Silas Bolden, but Lejonte Webster and or Webster and Dorian Singer, two other guys who are really good at creating a lot out of nothing. And we've seen that with two 1,100-yard uh, seasons for each of them uh, in each of the last year or two, respectively. So uh, a lot of production, a lot of opportunity, and I think that is kind of what is being attractive right now for uh, these portal wide receivers to Texas is you have a third-year quarterback in a, in a wide receiver-friendly system, and there's going to be a lot of opportunity there for you. So uh, for Texas – Pretty open starting spots too. A hundred percent. Yeah. That's exactly it. So a lot of targets go around in a very friendly system on a big stage where you just competed for a, you know, a, a college football playoff spot. I, I think that is – uh, almost the best of all worlds right there if you're a portal-wide receiver looking to make that next jump. Uh, before we get into uh, Jade Barron, I want to talk a little bit about him. I did mention Adonai Mitchell going pro. A couple other guys to be aware of. Uh, Kendrick Blackshire, uh, a linebacker out of Alabama, started for the Crimson Tide this year. He's originally from Duncanville. He has actually entered the portal. The question I have now is if David Bender returns, does Texas have a spot for Kendrick Blackshire, in your opinion, or is that a good question? Maybe that the Texas coaches are going to have to uh, uh, think about here. I think it's it's worth asking because when you watch the two of them, there's not a whole lot of separation from their skill set perspectives. Kendrick Blackshire was obviously the kid, you know, back to it in his high school days. He went viral for just the physical stature and kind of the freakness, if you will. Uh, in terms of what he looked like on and off the field. He's, you know, 6'3", about 225, and he's been that way since he was about 14 or 13 years old. So that's obviously great. Playing for Alabama, very, very impressive as well. But when you watch the film, he's not great going backwards. He's not great in coverage. And I see a lot of that in what David Benda already brings to the table. So there's, you know, it's it's worth the conversation of whether or not, you know, do you take two similar kind of linebackers when you have an Anthony, Anthony Hill, you have a Leon Lafal who's expected to make that next leap. Do you feel comfortable enough in that linebacking room right now where you have to take a piece for depth regardless? That's kind of where we are right now. I know we talked about Jelani McDonald actually making that move to safety during bolt prep. He was kind of that guy on the fringe, kind of on the fence, whether or not where he would be at a, a nickel spot in the box at linebacker or at back deep at safety. It does look like he he will not be in the linebacking room for 2024. So if that is the case, losing Jalen Ford is a big piece for that Texas linebacking room. If they need another guy, Kendrick Blackshirt in that David Benda kind of extended role would make sense in my eyes. I, I said he was a starter. He was not a starter. He was he, he played a lot, though. Ended up, I think, with 17 tackles on the season. Uh, he was a full-time player for them. 
but was not a full-time starter for Alabama, just to be clear. I agree with you. It'll be interesting to see if Texas feels the need there, uh, given the young guys they have in the in on the come a little bit, as well as the potential of David Benda returning. Now, if David Benda doesn't return for whatever reason, and, and he hasn't went public with this, then I think it's a different conversation. Absolutely. Uh, I think then it's because, okay, they probably need a linebacker that has some some uh, some uh, already been there, done that, to add and allow Leonga LaFowle a little bit more time uh, to get some seasoning. All right. Uh, also want to talk about uh, Ben Yurisic, uh, the tight end out of uh, Stanford. We're still running traps on that to see if he's actually uh, interested and involved with Texas as well. Uh, Holden stays a tight end out of Notre Dame that's committed to Tennessee. And Jordan Jolly, a tight end out of Connecticut, are other possible portal pieces that Texas may be on the lookout for uh, here in uh, 2024 uh, as we run towards what really is a mid-January timeline for these guys to make decisions. Texas starts class, I believe, on January 16th, but you can add and drop classes, I believe, until the end of January. So theoretically, Texas has the rest of this month to try to figure things out for the spring portal. Right now, the Longheads, Longhorns have three commitments in the in the uh, junior college, or excuse me, in the transfer portal, 23 commitments uh, in the high school ranks overall. So that's 26 new players already uh, set to come in and join Texas uh, in 2024. All right, last piece has to be Jade Barron because that's kind of the one that has everyone on the edge of their seats right now. Frankly, uh, whether Jade stays or goes is interesting. I'm being told that, well, I thought that Jade may get some time and see some time at safety in 2024. I'm being told that he actually wants some, to see some time and work at corner a little bit in 2024. So that would push him uh, into the corner role. Maybe maybe that gives them four corners. Maybe he starts at star, uh, splits time with Andrew Makuba. Makuba uh, pushes back, wh wh whatever the case may be, okay? I'm, I'm excited about the opportunity here because Jade Barron is a difference maker for Texas because he all of a sudden makes them that much more senior in the secondary going along with Andrew Makuba. That's two guys that are essentially four-year starters for it. I've pounded the drum for it for a while now. Having experience in your secondary is very important. And when you have two guys with the versatility and experience of Andrew Makuba and Jade Barron, it opens up you know, the, the, the realm of possibilities tenfold for the Texas defense. So a, a return for Texas with Jade Barron, not only is that important in the sense of leadership, uh, locker room presence, and, and just a, a well-known, respected guy inside of Moncrief, but on the field itself, you're getting a guy that's always around the ball, very, very rarely out of position. And then three, like you said, he, he, you can put him anywhere, basically. You know, he's played snaps at, at cornerback against Kansas State. He had snaps back deep against Washington at safety. We obviously know what he can do at that star nickel position as well. The production doesn't drop off where you put Jade Barron on the field, and that's, above anything else, very encouraging. So should he return the pairing of him and Makuba? Very encouraging to me. If you throw him at cornerback, well, now you just have another big-time playmaker out wide. So – I, I think that would be a massive win for the Texas staff if Jade Barron does return for 2024. Obviously, we'll have to await a decision, but that would clearly be uh, 
something that the Texas staff is excited about no matter what. Talk about, again, we talked about this the other day, allowing players to develop on the right time frames instead of forcing them into action too early. That causes losses. It causes uh, maybe not a, a, a linear path, a straight path to productive productivity on the field, too many ups and downs. Uh, that's not what Texas as a program wants to see, and it's not necessarily what's best for the individual player either. They need to be, you know, it needs to be, they, they need to get a little bit, then a little bit more, then a little bit more. They don't need to be uh, drinking out of a fire hose right away, right? Um, also, I want to mention this before we get going here. A lot of news today uh, because of the uh, transfer portal and NFL declarations. Trill Carter, uh, the defensive lineman that uh, signed with Texas last year out of Minnesota, CJ, he announced his intention to transfer to Auburn today for one post-grad year. That's not that big a surprise. Auburn much closer to his home. of South, He's from South Georgia. Uh, so that's really close for him. So congrats to Trill uh, yeah. getting his degree and moving Good on. Good spot. Yeah. No, I mean, look, if Texas can get Caldwell, I think everybody's – that that's a fair trade. Yeah. No, <laughs> that's in favor of the Longhorns. So it's actually not fair. But, uh, look, Texas has to win out on Caldwell. For to make this a good thing. All right, CJ, that's going to do it. Hey, you have anything else before we let people go? I, I think it's interesting. Texas and Auburn giving a, a little, you know, punch and jab back and forth on the recruiting trail as of late. So, so something fun to keep an eye on. Yep, absolutely. Uh, CJ, uh, or Blake Monroe uh, of On Texas Football, uh, reporting earlier today that KJ Lacey, the quarterback out of Sarah Land in Mobile, is looking at Auburn, Alabama, A and M, Oregon. He's actually taking two visits to Texas in the next three weeks. He's the 2025 quarterback that is already committed to Texas, but has to kind of keep his options open because that's the way the world is. But he'll be in Austin too of the next three weeks. All right. For CJ Vogel, I'm Bobby Burton. That's been On Texas Football. Hook up.